The Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Donut Country and McDonald's Murfreesboro on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSSports.com. And this portion of the show brought to you by the Law Offices of John Day, providing superior legal representation to injury victims and their families. Find out more on uh, at johndaylegal.com. That's online. And John Ding is here with you with uh, Coach Kevin Creasy of the Oakland Patriots. And, Coach, before we get into the game last night, there's a little history that, that Brian has given me. That uh, nine, let's see, you've got has this seven straight quarterfinals uh, on the way to – Eight. Eight. Okay. And yep. there have been nine in a row for, for Oakland. So right. your predecessor had one year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's quite a um, – that's an unbelievable streak, really. That is a good streak. We hope it continues for a long time. The uh, the uh, long history of Oakland. And, you know, you talk about those years that Riverdale was really just dominant. And uh, Oakland, though, would – Occasionally, they would have a good year and be two couple of years in in there in that all that streak with Riverdale. But you guys have kind of taken the bull by the horn and 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 kind of had a lock on that. Does that put any added pressure on you, or do you even think about that really? Uh, you know, we have expectations, and uh, we want to hit those expectations every year. We want to hit the expectations, uh, you know, in the playoffs, and uh, we always set goals to, you know, play uh, at Thanksgiving. You know, and uh, we still hadn't hit that goal yet. You know. Uh, we're doing really good, but uh, like I said, there's always a team in the county that can sneak up on you, and uh, I think Blackman could very easily be that team. You know, uh, you talk about the Riverdale-Oakland series back in the 90s or 2000s, and uh, now it's looking like it may be uh, Oakland-Blackman. The uh, player that I want to talk about first today, and by the way, you won the game 41-7 to over Lebanon. Uh, and we'll talk about them in just a minute. But I want to talk about Eric Taylor just a little bit. And he started off the year injured. Right. And I think sometimes it takes a little while, doesn't it, Coach, when you come back in after an injury to kind of get uh, acclimated again. I, I, I guess he's reached it. I think he's acclimated. <laughs> right. Yes, he was uh, He was laying the leather last night. He was doing a really good job of, of uh, not just coverage but also making a lot of tackles and uh, – you know, I think he had two touchdowns on offense. So, yeah, I wish I could clone him and, and have two or three Eric's running around. But, uh, you know, he's about as healthy as he's going to be. And uh, he's definitely uh, one of our top performers. And you talk about the two touchdowns, 69 yards. and, and but, but really the special teams and defensively, that's where he really is truly uh, a big help. Right. You know, um, they were kind of kicking away from TT. So we had two returners. And. Uh, the ball, you know, is bouncing right to Eric. So, uh, definitely uh, glad to have two different guys that can return punts and, um, you know, put Eric back on the kickoff team and, and he can make explosive plays there. And of course, he does great things with the ball in his hands. He, he's a great receiver. He's a great blocker. Uh, definitely a good ball carrier. And then, of course, you can play him a couple of different spots on defense. So, he's, he's just all-around good high school football player. I know Lebanon had to be a little bit of concern. They beat a good Riverdale defense. Uh, really had a good offensive night, and uh, Abston and uh, the the running uh, Crowl. Crowl. Uh, well. Crowl is a tremendous talent. Yep. And uh, those were the two challenges you were looking at last night. Yes, and, and uh, you know he's got a little brother as well, number six. Yep. Uh, you know that that had a touchdown or two against uh, 
Riverdale and and you know like I said they Lebanon gets our attention every year because we know there's always been a good rivalry between Lebanon and Oakland over the years you know we've always uh felt like that would be a great little uh series to play each other in the regular season since we're so close and um you know next thing you know we're playing them in the playoffs it seems like every year and um two years in a row you know we know how good uh Riverdale's defense is in two years in a row they've really <clears throat> done a good job of handling Riverdale's defense two years in a row they've uh, done a great job of scoring a lot of points they were up 21 to nothing before the lights got on good against Riverdale mm-hmm. last week and then uh, you know the year before it was just impressive to, to see you know how they uh, came out on top so uh, all those guys were juniors last year and now they're seniors so yeah we've been thinking about those guys for a while uh, I know I think you held them to some something like thirty six yards in the first half. What was the plan going in? How do you how do you plan for a guy like Abson who can not only throw the ball but he can run? And then you got a little crowd back there, and they got another running back. I can't think of his name right now, but uh, yeah. pretty pretty explosive too. Right, right, right. No doubt, and uh, you know, lots of weapons. Uh, definitely a lot of weapons and a dual threat quarterback. I think you get ready for that guy by playing the guy. at Madison Ridgeland Academy you know mm-hmm. he was a dual threat you know he's committed to Southern Miss uh you play the guy at Ravenwood you know he's a, a Mississippi State commit so he's a dual threat guy so you play those guys throughout the regular season so when it's uh time for the playoffs you've seen a guy like that before and you know you can learn a lot of lessons from the regular season and uh I think that's what we did you know we we uh definitely have learned over the years uh what to do uh with with a quarterback like that and uh you know a lot of people are going to a dual threat quarterback so um you know to hold lebanon to two first downs in the first half and i think they had five first downs for the whole game and two of those were from penalties but uh basically they earned three three first downs the whole night and uh this is a team like i said had three touchdowns on riverdale before the lights got on good yeah and we have so many great coaches in this in this district, and uh, and and Lebanon has a great coach. I, I, I will have to say though, in terms of adjustments uh, during a game or uh, pregame planning, you're one of the best, coach. And 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 I know um, your special teams. I know you're a little disappointed about the uh, block punt, but right. uh, uh, that that was a case of uh, I guess. That's going to happen. Just that's just sometimes it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, uh, first time it's ever happened uh, since I've been head coach. I had it happen once when we were assistant coach. Block for a touchdown definitely can be a game changer. That's what tied the ball game up in the first quarter. Uh, you know, had one guy miss an assignment, and uh, you know, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. But I mean, twelve games into the year, and that's our ninth punt. Uh, we really were. Uh, kind of putting ourselves in bad position you know here's the bad part you know we shouldn't be punting i mean we should uh not shoot ourselves in the foot we put our defense in some bad spots and the defense you know boulder neck and responded really well uh but a couple times in the first half we really put our defense in bad spots and you know uh, earlier in the year might have led to a touchdown but last couple weeks you know uh our defense has had eight quarters of shutout ball in the playoffs so that's pretty impressive uh, and that seems like a pattern, Coach. Oh, really? I, over the years, I've seen you so many years, and uh, it seems like you guys gel defensively at the right time. I mean, it just—it seems like every year it just gets stronger and stronger. And and uh, I don't—I don't. How do you answer that? I, I don't. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of it does have to do with your scheduling. You know, during the regular season. Um, you know, we've seen 
a plethora of different kinds of offenses. Uh, so it's good to defend a lot of different multiple uh, types of, of attacks. And so you've got the teams that, you know, go two tight ends and try to uh, stick it down your throat. And then you got the guys that are five wide. And then there's uh, always guys in between, tempo guys, you know, slow it down guys. And, uh, you know, you, you get a lot of good lessons over those 10 weeks. And uh, hopefully you can get it all together week 11 and start gelling and, and uh, you know, have a really good uh, game plan. Everybody playing their role and uh, knowing their responsibilities. And, and I think uh, Coach Ken, our defense coordinator, has done a good job with that. Kate Hewitt. Another great game. Uh, had 19 carries for 110 yards. Also th- threw for 75. Um, and and we've talked about Cade before. We uh, I, I think you feel really good about him, his leadership ability uh, as we go as we can extend the playoffs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Cade. You know, a lot of those runs were. Uh, you know, he saw some uh, guys in coverage and decided to tuck and run it. You know, made some plays. Uh, couple times he read the option well and you know would pull the ball and stuff like that so i uh, real impressed with Cade last night when it was a uh, game on the line and uh, momentum's headed toward lebanon he kind of took over and uh like i said coach gentry over at lebanon does a heck of a job i've been playing him for over two decades and uh, when we were both coordinators you know so uh it's definitely cool to to play a, a coach gentry coach team i know they're really good and uh somebody like Cade. uh you know, Coach Gentry had a lot of respect for him going into the game. And, you know, same way I had a lot of respect for his quarterback. So, I thought it was a pretty good quarterback battle last night. And Cade seems like he reads things well on the field. And, and as a quarterback, you've got to have that ability to be successful uh, to read the defenses like he does. Yeah, you know, uh, had a college coach evaluate him uh, over the weekend. And, you know, that's exactly what he said, you know. Uh, we wished he'd be a little bit faster, but, you know, at 240 pounds, uh, he's pretty fast for 240. Uh, not a lot of people in yeah. high school football are willing to, you know, step up and, and make a tackle right there with him running full speed. But, uh, you know, the, the evaluation was right on point. It was like, he's got guts. He's a winner. He can stand in the pocket. He's willing to make the throw, take the hit. Uh, but, you know, he also uh, got bragged on about – you know, he goes from read to read. His progressions are right on time. Uh, you can tell he understands the offense. You can tell he doesn't just uh, ad lib stuff. Uh, so he's a true quarterback. Uh, so it was it was a real compliment to him. And uh, like I said, we we plan on him. Uh, you know, keep keep getting better every week. Playoff Cades, what we call him, and uh, he set he certainly uh, stepped up last year during the playoffs. Made some huge plays, and and uh, like I said, this year he's a. Uh, Started off really well. I think his arm's underrated, too. I mean, I, I th- he that's can throw the, as bad as well as anybody. That's the first thing that they said. Powerful thrower, really good arm. And like I said, this is an SEC quarterback coach, so it was really good to, to see him get evaluated by somebody like that. And, and like I said, the first compliment was tremendous arm strength. Jacob Taylor, another one, uh, had a good night uh, kicking the football for, with field goals. I, I love what he said. Somebody asked him in the paper – I said, well, my range is usually about, you know, 40 to 50 or something like that. And I'm right. going, uh, we're talking about a high school kid. Now, I mean, that that's pretty amazing. Right, yeah. He uh, he kicked uh, one of those uh, right into the wind. And, and, and he wasn't bragging, by the way. I mean, he was just telling, stating fact, he knows what he, what he can do. <laughs> right, you know, we see it every week, you know, uh, not just in practice but in games. But I thought that was huge, you know, up two 
two scores. We're up two touchdowns, and uh, we have a nice little drive right there right before half. Did the same thing the week before at Shovel. You know, did the same thing the week before at Rockville. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you're not going to get that touchdown right before half, but we got in his range into the wind, and uh, by going up 17, you know, you could tell it just took the air out of Lebanon a little bit. And not a lot of teams can, can are able to do that and get added points just even if there's a drive is stalled. Now we I want to trigger on the defense a little bit. We're talking to Coach Kevin Creasy, head coach of the Oakland Patriots. What a game. I mean, they have gotten better and better and better, and, and uh, they seem they're peaking right at the right time because you got a really tough Blackman team coming in here with uh, uh, a high-powered offense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we know what we're getting with Blackman. Uh, those guys have – not only uh, scored a bunch of points, but they won a lot of games. Uh, one of the best Blackman teams uh, in the last few years for sure. Uh, definitely a lot of talent. Like I said, college coaches in and out of the building, you know, recruiting their guys. Uh, I think uh, that's a testament to how well they're doing. Um, three really good explosive athletes that you can throw the ball to. Uh, you know, and then, of course, they've got great high school players that are out there uh, running wide open a lot of times too. Uh, you look at their offensive line, it gets better every single week. They've got basically four quarterbacks, I guess you could say. Um, you know, they got a guy up for Mr. Football, uh, Jack Reisner. He is impressive, but he only had to throw the ball 13 times in a game that was win or go home. You know what I'm saying? So not only does he uh, get a lot of accolades for his stats throughout the year, but they only really needed him to throw it 13 times to get a win. Uh, to get to the third round of the playoffs. So that means that somebody else could play quarterback, you know, and uh, they they have a wildcat package, you know. And uh, like I said, uh, they've luckily there's only one football, and there's so many people that can uh, do things with it over there. So uh, that's one advantage is that we know that there's only one football. There are several playmakers, but <laughs> luckily there's just one football, and if we can find the football, that helps us. Hey, I, I look at your offensive line too, uh, Coach, and, and – uh, not the biggest, not the biggest offensive line, not the biggest defensive line. What's the secret to their success? Because I, I mean, I, I know, I know they're hard workers, yeah. and uh, but they, they really seem like they pull together for each other. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I think it's every single game. I don't know that there's a game that we've gone in where our D line is better, uh, you know, bigger than the offensive line we're facing. Last night. Lebanon was enormous. Yeah, they got two offensive tackles that are playing in the East-West All-Star game. Uh, just tremendous talents, you know, going to go play at the next level, uh, you know. But our D line did a great job of handling those guys last night. Every single game, our D line is going to be a whole lot smaller. And then, of course, our offensive line. We've got a 190-pound center. You know. Who does that in 6A football? Your quarterback has, weighs more than your center does. <laughs> That's a yeah. fact. That's a fact. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, we've got some pretty good-sized tackles, but, you know, our guards are pretty much glorified fullbacks that just have an ineligible number on. And uh, so I, I think it goes a lot to the coaches. You know, uh, Coach Watson uh, does a heck of a job with the offensive line, probably uh, the best offensive line coach around. Uh, gets those guys coached up. They know everything. They know every scenario. They do a lot of different things and uh, get coached up every single week. Uh, there's never been a time where we've been, you know, caught by surprise. Those dudes are fundamentally sound. And, and like I said, that's a testament to uh, Coach Watson, you know, being a Oakland guy and being a, you know, a, a real expert 
with offensive line play is just impressive. And like I said, he's doing it with people that are really five inches too short by everybody's standards nowadays. You know, they're 40, 50 pounds too light. And uh, so, you know, it, it, it's pretty impressive to see him coach him up. And then our D-line is coached by Justin Roberts, who was the TSU defense coordinator a couple of years ago. And uh, he's been – at a lot of different schools, uh, you know, coached at Southern Miss, NC State, uh, moved around his whole career and uh, always been a D-line guy. And so our D-line gets coached up every day. And, now, of course, our O-line and D-line go against each other every day. So they get a lot out of that. And like I said, when you're undersized, you better be able to lean on your fundamentals, and, and that's what our guys do. And a lot of these guys have head coaching experience. I mean, a lot of them. I mean, they've been – Yeah. And, and – uh, that's a testament to you. You don't. You you want what works the best for you guys, and I know David. I you know he's been at Siegel and Blackman, but I know he believes Oakland. You know, I mean he absolutely. That's, that's when you when you have attended a school and been there all your life, played for him. It's hard to get that out of you. Yeah, you can tell Oakland means a lot to him, and and like I said, he he loves uh, he loves the old line, and uh, you know was a head coach. Uh, coach Sharps was head coach. Uh, you know handles our running backs and. Uh, there's no egos in the room or anything like that. Everybody's on the same page. We just want to win and keep playing. And uh, the more we win, the more we keep playing, and the longer we get to hang out with each other. And, and uh, that's the biggest thing. We want to we want to make this thing last as long as possible. And uh, the goal every year. That's that's what you stake it on. But then the old one game at a time. And you've got a got a big test coming up. Um, do you when you get ready for a, a game like this? Um, talking about coaching up and i'll just quickly try to make my point here if i can uh, it's blackman do you have to coach up a lot for to the kids to get them motivated to play a blackman uh, well you know it's a fine line you don't want them to uh <laughs> you know fired up i guess you'd say you don't want them out there losing their mind yeah uh you know it's easy to to be a real tore up uh whenever you're playing a rival or whatever but at the same time uh, yeah, you got to get them coached up. Uh, you know, it's the same every week. Our our routine's pretty pretty steady, pretty consistent. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter that we played them already. It doesn't matter that we beat them already. At the end of the day, this is a new Oakland team. Uh, it's a new Blackman team. Uh, their record, I think, right now is 2-0, and and ours is 2-0. and So the second season's what matters. And so it's an undefeated 2-0 and team coming in playing our 2-0 and team. And, uh, like I said, we do feel like we got an advantage at home and, uh, you know, encourage a lot of people to get out. Uh, lots of empty seats last night. I don't know if they all went on the road to watch Coffee County and Blackman, but uh, definitely got to have a home field advantage and uh, didn't really have that last night. Well, Coach, um, you've had a pretty good record at home. <laughs> we all know that. So uh, I know you'd like to keep that uh, going on uh, a Friday night. WGNS will be there for the game. And uh, when we go, it seems like the crowds are really large. I'm, I'm kidding you. That's not really the truth. <laughs> well, like I said, Blackman, Oakland, third round. Uh, guarantee you it'll be a big crowd. Yeah, if you don't want to, if you don't come to those games, you're not going to any of them, right? Right, right, right. You yeah. can stay home if you got the flu, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, you should be there. <laughs> All right, thanks, you, coach. Good luck to you Friday, and that's Kevin Creasy, the head coach of the Oakland Patriots. And when we come back, you know, I don't have a clue, but I think it's Cougar Corner coming up. So stay with us here on News Radio WGNS.